This experience is best with headphones. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. For more information and additional programs, visit us at openandclear.com. For any questions you would like us to focus on, comments about the show, inquiry about advertising with us, or just want someone to talk to, please visit us there at openandclear.com. I mean, what what was going through your head? You know, I, I see you're going through a lot of a lot of drama or something. You know, things happen, life, right? Mm. Hmm. I mean, you have any questions or concerns about what would be happening with the recording? It doesn't have to be right now. Mm. Or do you just want to talk? Well, I more or less would was interested in talking about what was going on um, spiritually in my life and then um, how I'm trying to apply it to my everyday life and being happy or being something. Yeah. Well... Like I'm struggling with boundaries and what they are. So it's cool. I, I'm getting ready to grow up. I am growing up. That's good. Mm. Like as far as the recording goes, uh, I I find it very helpful to just like get everything out and be very personal and to you know to the public really, and just uh, al- allowing myself to. As I, I've done, I did a I Am A Course in Miracles podcast for for years, um, about eight years ago when I first did the lessons, and uh, I, I found it very helpful. I mean, I never did therapy or anything, uh, so I don't really know what would be the difference, um, but I find it very therapeutic to simply, that I had, you know, like boundaries and stuff, I almost as if I don't have any private thoughts and I just need to experience that to be true. And once it's out on the internet, then it's like, you know, I assume everybody knows it now, you know, and so it's not a big deal. And then you realize that people look at you the same, even if they haven't seen it or heard it or anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's, um, Well, they say all thoughts are neutral, so... Yeah. But, you know, like, with this with this spirituality is... It doesn't have to be any form. We don't need to try and, and be coursey or anything. Mm. You know? Okay. Let's just be what we are. And everybody's unique. We, you know, have our individual unique functions, just like, you know... Some women can give birth, and I can't. I mean, that's no fair, right? So, I mean, if I if everybody was required to have babies, then us men would be screwed. <laughs> you know, it's like that. It's, you know, not everybody's. We're not supposed to talk the same or 
try and be all spiritual and everything in the same sense. Because being you, being your unique self, allowing yourself to be you, is what spirituality is. You're allowing the spirit of you, you're allowing the light to shine through. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, re I'm in Reverend Marcy's got a class about A Course of Love, and oh, she, yeah. I, I went through A Course of Miracles with her through the CMC, and we're on, we were on this day um, seven, and it was talking about uh, liking peas. Um, and it was just really helpful because I don't have to accept that um, I, I have to, I can accept that I don't like peas mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. And be okay with it because then it's not a judgment, it's how I feel. Yeah. And that was helpful to know that so I can just say that. And then, yeah, as if like I'm I'm a painting that God has painted, and you know I I don't want to say that God's painting is wrong and crappy, and you know that in the, in itself would be getting out of the dream that God isn't with you right in this moment. Mm, perfect. Right, He doesn't care. Could care less if I don't like something, or you know, because then I can turn my attention once I acknowledge and I accept that I don't like something, then I can acknowledge God and say, and I can get back to being in God mind, the Christ mind, yeah, and move on. Okay, so that's just one other choice, yeah, and and you know, it is humbling to see that a situation comes up again. You know, you think you've already dealt with it many times and you thought you'd oh. pass that. And oh, that is so, it's so personal to me. Yeah. That is something personal to me right now. Like I thought I had healing with my father, right? Yeah. And when he died and I was there and all that stuff, and it was all perfect. And now I'm coming back to see that sometimes those traumas, I can get triggered by that. And just that whole experience is how it manifests again if I, because yeah. I'm not done yeah. with the healing, you know? Yeah, so. I mean, the only way to stay in space and time and in this idea of physical world, um, you have to have a resentment, at least one. And so the fact that you're, you don't realize that you are one with God is because you are in an agreement with a resentment. That's the only way we can be experiencing this. So if we were to accept that, that ultimately, eventually, when we accept that we are dead and we have died, then we, we allow ourselves to awaken to that space of God and awaken that idea. Yet right now, because of we all have everybody, everybody that are of a body is holding a resentment. We have to, it's required. So every situation that is coming up is another opportunity, another opportunity to forgive more resentments, more resentments. And, 
and regardless if we we've done it before or or we you know if it's there it's from myself you know it's not something else it's it's from myself i see that i still have that healing that's necessary i still have that resentment so i am bringing it up again i am manifesting it again you know the spirit within me is bringing me this lesson to occur again and to see the other side to see spirit opposed to your physical body where it does seem like a hardship and a pain and suffering that's occurring to see the other side it's nothing but that experience of joy for your willingness to keep going i mean the fact that you haven't killed yourself is willingness it's every step you take just continuing no matter how hard it gets or or how you know how beautiful it gets it still is a willingness to continue well yeah, yeah. because now i'm coming to understand what you're saying as my soul is that that is what really where the memories i have soul memories yeah and we are eternal and i am responsible for all that i see yeah so just remembering that is very helpful yeah. And um, that I can't mess it up. What you're saying is that we can't mess it up. No. You it's know, not. or else it would, I would have already died. Or there is no why. That's another thing I'm learning about. Or I hate to say learning because in A Course of Love, it's talking about how this isn't really about learning. It's more of about a heart space coming from my heart space or the one heart space. Yeah. So regardless of the situation that, you know, if you're coming from and remembering that, that love experience and that you are bringing love there instead of that the situation needs, you know, needs you to make a decision or needs you to do the right thing or come right-mindedness or anything like that, is, is that still coming? It's, it's not remembering that you have been designed specifically to love every situation you're in. Mm. And that gets pretty intense. Because if you just... for love. You're, I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, that holy instant is to look at everybody in the eye, anyone in the eye, and remember love. Not, not necessarily everyone, but literally opening a gate in your heart as you're saying it. And it just flows through. It's a feeling, it's an expression that just naturally occurs. It's not necessarily an action or anything, but the actions do change when you remember that experience, when you do remember that you are love. And so, I mean, right. you, wanna, you, wanna make, uh, you wanna think you have to make all these decisions and, and relationships and everything. That, but mm. I wouldn't no. make a decision about anything until I remembered that really feeling, not intellectually remember that I was love, but that feeling of love. And it is like a giddy sensation to me. And it is like a, like, uh, you know, tearing up and that loving, wanting, you know, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like it with a puppy, you know, you just want to, oh, I want to well, eat yeah, you Yeah, look at where you are. I mean, you have the perfect so-called advantage because your experience right now is one uh, filled with joy and love and with your family and um, yeah. 
I guess mine is too, only the, mine seems more sad right now. But in, in, in any case, I mean, like mine, it, I have the opportunity. I have the opportunity to find problems in many different things. Oh, yeah. I mean, I am considered unemployed right now and not making any money, and I'm staying home with somewhat of a frustrating... I can change it all into... I can use it all to frustrate myself and to be upset, or I mm. can, you know, regardless yeah. of situation, I can still remember that my purpose is to remember that I am love. And that's a feeling. I mean, it, it, so I don't, I don't know how specific you want to get into your situation or not. Mm. If you want to at all, then that's fine. Um, but it's still, it still is there. I mean, it doesn't seem very practical when you think you have to make these decisions about whatever loans or something, <laughs> something finite, and relationships, and I don't know. I feel more curious about it right now. I just pulled a card and it says, those who see themselves as whole make no demands. And I am looking at what I was, I was looking at what I thought I was getting with my husband, you know. We've been married like 10, 10 years now. And geez, and just how my expectations of that are not really realistic of anybody and they're not anybody's um, yeah. it's like I, I can't put that on somebody else well I mean I don't know how you think you could yeah well if I give to get you know, I was giving and trying to please, and it was all going along pretty well until I wasn't getting. Yeah. And I started getting um, unsettledness. And so then, oh man, it's like calling upon my faith. I talked about the yeah. double bind, you know, how there is no, the only solution is within my mind. My beloved is not causing my reality. Hmm. We, and so we do share the same mind. Yeah. But if someone is in denial of that, then they are they were doing the other part of the getting like they now they're not getting what they thought that they were getting yeah and so and it's tricky it's tricky yeah so i mean no matter what when you're looking at the situation it does seem like there is definitely need to be you know adjustments here adjustments there and we need to fix this and fix that. And it would be better if it was that way, or it would be better if it wasn't that way. And 
you know, this is all true. This is, you know, your mind, <clears throat> if you'd step back and take the perspective of evolution, um, even though it seems like most people don't understand evolution, but right now we're in the evolution of consciousness and coming out of what we know as and what we've used as this personal self. So the evolution that's occurring is is generating new understanding of what we are and consciousness of perceiving itself again and realizing that. So while it does seem like this is a terrible situation, which is justifiable uh, to that identification, uh, the evolution that's occurring is occurring still, regardless if you think you're going the right way or doing it good or anything. And but the, the step that needs to be taken is this idea that we have of death. And it's not taken by a death of a body because this is the evolution of the mind. It's, it's death literally of that, of that self. And it does seem like the most painful, scariest thing to go to. And even as the Course says that the ego will go down kicking and screaming, but it will go down. Mm. Or it's attraction. You're attracted to guilt, and you yeah. you fantasize about um, you know killing yourself, and some people yeah. do. And you know that that's not really a problem or anything. I, I mean, I wouldn't condone it, but the the idea of realizing that you know you you you're, you think you're fantasizing something uh, negative, but you're not fantasizing something negative. There is no right or wrong. Okay. You mean if somebody killed themselves? Yeah. There's no yeah. difference, no experience. It's, you know, coming short on your purpose in life, but, you know, that would be the written script to do that. You can't go out of the will of God and no matter what. So the idea in this, realizing that regardless of what you're doing, and is that you are literally making a decision not on your own. You're not making a choice here, not by yourself, that there is a being a choice being through you. I mean, you think you're your own creation. You think you're your own consciousness, but you're not. That this is the evolution of this experience, is to realize and to remember that the choices, you are manifested. You are a manifestation of God. There's nothing you can do about that to get out of that. You can't be screwing it up. So right. if, if you are manifestation of God, this is wanted to be done by God. God wants this to be done. This healing, this situation, all of it is, is literally desired by God. And to think God is someone else, yeah, you would want to get mad at God. But to realize that it is you, you want this. You are doing this. You gain that power back. Mm. You accept that ouch. power back. And you it can is... say, ouch, I'm doing this to myself now. And so then in integrated therapy, what I'm going back as my adult self is can go back and comfort the child that got scared yeah. in that part when I'm doing it to myself. And I can go, now, wait a minute. Here And so what she's helping me to see is that I have these different parts of myself, like my protector part that sees danger and is suspicious and always yeah. 
And if I could ask you, uh, how often have you screwed up your life? Is that a good question? I mean, has it been often? Do you remember several scenarios that you, you don't have to necessarily point them out or any, describe them? But mm. so the reason I'm asking you is is because I find this to be an opportunity. To screw up your life. What? I mean, the situation you're in. I mean, so we get in situations and we think we don't want to screw up our lives because we have something good going on, right? But you're telling me you don't have something good going on and, and yet you're still afraid of that screwing up your life. So I see an opportunity and salvation to screw up your life. <laughs> you want it screwed up, don't you? Mm. Or you're saying he's screwing it up and you don't want him to screw it up. But I'm not, mm, no. Well, maybe I am saying that. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Why? So what's going on with you that makes it seem like he's the one screwing up your happiness. I mean, you don't have to get specific necessarily, but the screwing up isn't what he's doing. It's what you're choosing, choosing to do right now. It's what it. I'm choosing to project outside myself to try and see. Yeah, but the projection you know, isn't actually out there. There's still the choice of being happy right now or being upset right now. You can use that situation and go kicking and screaming all you want. Or you can use that situation <coughs> and just go the opposite direction. You know, it's the choice of where you, what do you want to do? What do you want? And we, want <coughs> we think we want scenarios and stuff and things, situations. But really, it all would lead to our happiness, right? Mm -hmm. So either case, I, I, I find no problem in screwing up your life, just like there's no problem in you know, putting your life back together. I think if you accepted that you want to screw up your life, then you would find a happiness there that you would naturally put it back together. I do call on, I call on the intermediaries to help me with it because I don't like what I'm seeing. So I do that thing where, well, at least I don't like, I can acknowledge I don't like what I'm seeing. And then I visualize taking Jesus's hand and, yeah. and just taking it away from me. And then the other person that I'm thinking about and trying to let go, and or mm, heal that vision in my head, and it and it does help. Yeah. Because uh, I always have a choice of seeing it and staying in my own space, and it's so perfect because it helps me to stay in my own space. You know what's going on with Barbara. What, what she need to do? Mm -hmm. What has she got to get done? Now, I mean, 
ultimately it's just rearranging the deck chairs until I have these experiences where I see the unforgiveness and asking for help to choose peace instead of this. Yeah. So what, what would you define unforgiveness as? When I have a vision, so say I blame Kevin for something and um, uh, so then I blamed him for this something and I thought I was seeing him being with someone that I didn't think was appropriate. And so then I make a story, right? And instead of asking myself, where have I seen this before? At first, I let it bubble and bolster or whatever, the anger. So then, so then I said, well, okay, so I think I'm seeing this. And all of a sudden, when I wasn't expecting it, I saw the same kind of scenario from my past. Hmm. And I went, oh, okay. And so then I, I asked for, for healing and for forgiveness with that scenario. And it really helped because that's yeah. where it was. It's not in the present. It was from the past that I was trying to pull up into the present to see. I projected it out onto Kevin. Yeah. And Kevin is, we're all innocent. And so that innocence came forth and it was from within me to be released. Like we wouldn't have an ability to define uh, inappropriate, for an example. Like we wouldn't be able to define inappropriate without this entire backstory. Yeah, judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Like with your past and everything, you wouldn't, you wouldn't comprehend inappropriateness. You wouldn't even know it's there. It wouldn't be a decision to, oh, I can see inappropriateness or I can not see inappropriateness. It's, it's you would already not see inappropriate. You would just see everything's appropriate unless you have a backstory, a past, a history that's telling you of a list of all the things that are inappropriate. But it's so perfect that the Holy Spirit will help me to see those past events and yeah. that's how it collapses mm -hmm. time and then I can bring the past into the present moment and see how it you know can go better yeah. and it isn't true it's just that illusion that I'm trying that the ego is trying to make real yeah and, and it isn't real well I mean you you don't have to in my eyes, you don't have to say the ego any more than you have to say you. Um, because if you're not in divine realization of being the creator of this experience, mm -hmm. the ego is what you're coming from. It is who is speaking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what does the, you know, is, the, the, is yourself uh, squelching things? Uh, holding stuff in, resisting saying stuff, resisting doing things? Well, but, mm, see now, that's why. 
I mean, it does seem like, oh, it's going to turn out really bad and all this stuff if I do that. And, you know, if it, I do it, what? Anything. It, there's the reasons you would put in your head to not do something is usually because you have determined it's going to be inappropriate or problematic or dangerous or well, not uh, helpful. All I have even. to, I, just, <clears throat> sorry. Um, I, I don't know about that. What I'm saying, what I have experienced in my past is that being a codependent, now I know that's a label and whatever, but that I'm, I'm over, I'm trying, I am working on my past behavior in the present so that I could be responsible for what I'm seeing. And so I need another way to look at it. And, and this way okay. has come in the way of workbooks and repairing my life and working on my yeah. codependency. So and you you want to be responsible? I am see? responsible. Okay, you are responsible? Or, right. Or, are you I'm, saying that's a fact? Or are you saying that you accept the responsibility? I accept the responsibility to change. For everything that Kevin's done, you accept that you've done it? Um, that's what responsibility would be, is that literally you did it to yourself. You did it to this situation. You made it right. this happen. Well, that is true. Well, that is the truth. Yeah. I mean, do what, you actually why experience have I asked it? Why for this? Yeah. It's true. I know, but why would you have to ask for, I mean, why would you have to question if you asked for it or not, or why? I mean, if you know you did it, if you are responsible and you accept that responsibility, then you know why you did it. I mean, right in this moment, there is the palpable sensation. Control. It has to do with control. But you don't need control. You are the control of the universe. You are the creator of everything. Not when I, I am. I know that. So that so, is so important. I mean, if you're responsible. I put in the driver's seat. If I put the ego in the driver's seat, then I'm going to have egoic stories and drama. Yeah, and you, have to, you have to shift through them trying to see the, the light or the fact that you're doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then, the it's like when I was saying to you about when the second becomes the first. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't recall exactly what you're referring to. No. I don't know if you want to get in more detail or not. Perhaps you're past the purification stage. I'm still in the purification stage. <laughs> Uh, and so, um, yeah. What did I say? Uh, about the second becoming the first? Oh, the, the ego comes first and it speaks loudest. Well, the only reason, and to change your mind around or turn your mind around a lot, is that the only reason the ego speaks first is because the spirit doesn't speak but it is present first. It will speak second because you're listening to words, you're looking for words. And when you're looking for words by you're look, because you're looking at the ego, then the Spirit says, 
in words. It could speak to you in words because even when you ask Spirit, you're saying something in words and you're like, hey, give me words. And so, yeah, the Spirit speaks second, but the Spirit is present always. And the ego flutters in and out of existence. It tries to come forward. Yeah. And, oh, so, so about speaking, this idea of speaking, when I learned for a codependency, one of the behaviors is to speak when they should not and not speak when they need to speak. Mm. So they speak when they should not and they don't speak when they need to speak. And I'm that, so wouldn't that be the same as what the Course says is we're in an upside, uh, upside down world yeah. and and part of dyslexia is it, all that backwards and forwards yeah, going no, on. Yeah. Um, that's a codependence world because we were always taught, we were given inconsistent messages of that we didn't see what we saw and that we aren't feeling what we are feeling. Don't feel that. Don't look at the past. Da da da. Yeah. And so when I now it it feels I remember some time when I had my boss and we were in this meeting and the big bosses asked, they said, uh, they said we want to know what's going on. And so I said something and it made my boss cry. Hmm. Um, and that was a time that I remember now and oh, went through when I, the bosses weren't really asking. So they, they didn't really want to hear what I had to say. Yeah. So it looked bad. And then I got marked, you know, as a troublemaker. And so, and it was none of my business. So what I want to say about that is if it's in my business, then, then I'm okay. But if it's not, I need to have faith in those times. I need to have faith in my boss and not say something disparaging. That's not very um, nice and or necessary. She yeah. needs my support. It, whatever is lacking in any relationship, including my husband's and mine, and my mom and my boss, is what I'm not giving to the situation. And that kind of sometimes is hard for somebody who thinks they know to stay in their own business. It's tricky. It is tricky. And as the, the Course says, um, something about um, it's not that you don't have faith it's that your faith is in the wrong things and mm. this kind of our establishment of thinking you know the fact that we know what the world is going to act like and what they're going to do instead of having the faith of according to us unexpected stuff unexpected things that could happen and refers to as miracles that we, if we do accept that we don't know what's going to happen, we don't know how this person's actually going to act or what they're going to say or, or do anything, then 
you know, we can simply, yeah, take the uh, a, a kind route of expressing ourselves. Um, but if we think we know what they're going to do or what how they're going to act, then we're we're going to act accordingly to to attempt to get that to happen. We're going to try and bring that about. I mean, like the reason you didn't want to mention that to your boss anyway is because you already knew it would upset her. You already expected that it was going to upset her. And then you did it, you expressed it in a fashion that it would then upset her. Instead of not knowing how they're going to act and trusting that spirit comes through them as well. And you, you can have a whole new situation instead of one that you're insisting in, in this imaginary world in your head is going to manifest. And yet you will manifest it just so you can be right instead of, you know, the, the other happy, right? Mm. Oh, that was a really good point understand like and i didn't want to take responsibility for knowing that that was going to happen but if it's true i was trying to manipulate the situation to gain what to try and one-up my boss yeah. make a point yeah, you, oh, you felt hurt too point. you felt hurt so you wanted to hurt her right i mean it's okay it's life it's what we do but i mean how often do we want to actually you know, keep choosing problems instead. Ooh, now what's coming up, I'm having another one of those vision things, is how I am, I was angry at my boss for not acting stronger. And that's why I w I'm angry at my mother for not being stronger, for protecting mm. me from my father. Oh, yeah, And Beautiful. there it is. There it is. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Okay, well, I think that's a good note uh, to end this uh, recording on. Uh, you were aware we were recording, right? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it went great. I think this is nice. I enjoy this. Do you like Thank it? Thank you, Devin. I just had an aha moment. Wow, Wonderful. that's really cool. All right. Uh, so are you uh, comfortable talking like this and making this public? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Look, I just had a little miracle happen. Beautiful. I have a tear in my eye. Oh. Wow, that's yeah. cool. And we can share that with people. Okay. Thank and you. Thank you. I, I enjoy this very much. All right. Okay, I'll talk to you next week, I hope. But we'll be in touch. All right. Okay, bye. Good night.